reading is taken from John chapter 21, and it's on page 1090 in the the Bibles, page 1090. Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter said. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night, they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not know it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say that and say it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment round him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred meters. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals, and there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, Do you love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you 
and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everybody. All somewhat scattered around the church and some of you are very far away. So I'm glad I have a microphone. It's good to have one of those, isn't it? I wonder how many of you have read that story many times. And as I was getting ready to to preach this morning, it was quite interesting trying to find out what is it, God, that you're saying this morning? And for those of us who've known God a long time, and for those of us who've maybe known God a few days or a few weeks or months, There is always something new to learn with God. There is something new to hear. There is something new to see. There is something new to understand and live out. And I do really like this story at the end of John's Gospel. The disciples have already seen Jesus in his resurrected form a couple of times. And they're at a bit of a loose end, I think and maybe need to go and do something practical. So Peter suggests they get in the boat and go for a night's fishing. And as you have heard, they catch nothing. All night long, fishing, and nothing. In my life, I have done my fair stint of night duty as a nurse and as a midwife. And the toughest thing is if there's not enough to do. If you have no babies come in for delivery, you sit there waiting. It makes the night go very slowly. It's not very pleasant. So I think they were somewhat weary and disappointed. But as the dawn starts to break, they see a man on the shore about 100 meters away. What's he doing there? How odd. A man on his own on the beach in the early morning. And this man, who they can't quite work out who he is, he shouts at them. Hello, friends. Caught anything? Well, no, we haven't. Well, why don't you throw your net over the other side? Over the right-hand side of the boat. See what happens. What have we got to lose? Let's just do it. They throw the net. What happens? They get a catch. They don't just get any catch. They get an enormous catch. And this very heavy load of fish doesn't break their net. And as they're hauling it in, the disciple that Jesus loved, that many of us believe is the Apostle John, says to Peter, it's the Lord, it's the Lord. And Peter, he knows John well enough to know that John knows it's the Lord. He doesn't question him. He just shoves on his coat and jumps into the water and swims the 100 metres to get to Jesus as quick as he can. And the other disciples in the boat, they know Peter. They get on with pulling pulling in the fish and they get the boat to the shore where Jesus and it is Jesus, has breakfast ready. How many people have been up all night 
and enjoyed a good breakfast. Yes, it's a great thing to do. I tell you, the smell of toast at five o'clock in the morning. Oh, very nice. Irresistible. But they're smelling fish and bread. But there's not very much fish, is there? Because Jesus says to Peter, you need some more fish. So Peter brings more fish and the disciples come and they have this wonderful breakfast. And the story tells us that they didn't ask Jesus who he was. They knew who he was. And I think myself that when Jesus was resurrected, he looked slightly different to what he'd looked like before. But there was something about that man that they had their breakfast with. They knew that they knew that they knew it was Jesus. And I don't know about you, but sometimes people are telling me stories or something happens in my life, and I think, is that you, Lord? And most times, I think it probably is. And then there's other times something happens. I know it's him. I know that I know that I know it is him. I have no doubt. So there are the disciples. They've had a disappointing night, but now they've got this huge catch of fish and they're having a good breakfast with Jesus. What's not to like about that story? And in that story, right at the end of John's Gospel, you might be remembering some other stories in the Gospel about miraculous happenings to do with fish and bread. Or maybe you remember a story from the Gospel of Luke when they first met Jesus, some of those disciples, and he told them to cast their nets into the water and they had another catch, miraculous catch of fish. Lots of things in these stories often have echoes in other parts of the Gospel or other parts of the Bible. And it's always good to remember those other stories because it encourages our faith and builds us up. And it reminds us of things in our past that have happened. So they've had their breakfast and then we get into the second half of the story. And this is where Jesus asks Peter, a question. Not once, not twice, but three times. I don't know if you've had anybody ever ask you, do you love me? But imagine it's Jesus, possibly in front of the other disciples, and Jesus says to you, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? I'm glad I wasn't in Peter's shoes. And as some of you will remember, that Peter was the one that denied Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times, when Jesus was arrested, just before his crucifixion. And Jesus had told Peter that would happen. That was a terrible thing. And it caused Peter, when he realised what he'd done, he fulfilled Jesus' prophecy and denied him. He wept bitterly, very upset. 
So here's Jesus asking him three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And the love that Jesus is talking about is, some of you might have heard of this word, the agape love. It's the love of God. It's completely unconditional, unselfish love of anyone at any time. And interestingly, Peter responds with a different word for love. And it's the love, it's called filio is the other name for it, but it's very much about, I really love you above all else. It's, you know, you are my highest, you are the best. It's like very often like the love we have for a special friend or for a husband or for a child or wife. It's a very special, unique love. But it's not necessarily unconditional and it doesn't usually lead to service. But for Peter, that's the reality of the love that he has for Christ. And Peter answers with integrity. He answers according to who he is and what he can say. And I admire that. And twice after, um, sorry, after Jesus has asked him for the first time, and Peter says, you know I love you, I love you. With, you know, you're the tops, Jesus. Jesus says, feed my sheep. And then he asks again, do you love me with this unconditional love that will help you serve others? And Peter responds, you're the tops, Lord. I love you the best. There's no one like you. Jesus says, look after my sheep. And then finally, Jesus says to him, do you love me the best? And Peter says, you know that I love you. You can see it. And then he says, you know once again. Only this time, he's saying, you know. You know, Lord. You know that you know that you know I love you. Very interesting interaction between them. But what Jesus is doing is he's helping Peter come up from that terrible experience of denying Christ and acknowledging to Christ himself that he loves him. And Jesus isn't just receiving his love, he's giving him a job to do. He's giving him an incredible job to do, which is to look after the other believers, not just today, but for the rest of his life. And then he tells him what's going to happen to him, which is he's going to be put to death. And it's not going to be very nice. And his final word to Peter in the story that we have this morning is follow me. Follow me. And right throughout the Gospels, you can find that little phrase that Jesus keeps saying to people, follow me. And what he's saying is, come and walk with me. Come and walk with me. Come and see what I do and learn from me. To be a disciple is to be a learner. And we know that Peter was a disciple. He was a learner. The title of today is about, Do You Love Me? Yeah? It's Do You Love Me? I just want to add a few words to this story. Make a fresh start. 
make a fresh start. Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And Peter said yes. And Jesus gave him a job. He made a fresh start. And he repeats to Peter, follow me. Follow me. Keep going, Peter. You've got a new day here. Feed my sheep. Look after the believers. And keep close to me. Be my companion. And I don't know where you're at today, but, uh, and my husband Martin isn't here. He's not very well. He's at home in bed. He's got some sort of funny bug going around. But just recently, we've been taking a look at the last six or seven years of our lives and doing a review. And we had a friend come and help us process some of the things that have been going on that have actually been very difficult. And what the process has helped us do is get perspective on what's gone before us. And what, where we're at now is we're needing a fresh perspective for the next few years to come. We're in what's commonly called a transition. In this church, we're in the interregnum. We're transitioning out of having Tim as our vicar into looking for a new one, into receiving a new vicar among us. So we're all in this stage together as a body of Christ, if not in our own lives, of making a fresh start. And I think there's some wonderful things that we can reflect on in this story. Like Peter and the disciples, they experienced things with Jesus they'd already experienced before. A miraculous catch of fish, breakfast on the beach, one-on-one -on -one conversation, restoration of relationship between Peter and Jesus in a way that was very public. All sorts of things that you and I can take on board today. Maybe there's something that you need to let go of from your past. Maybe there's a, a, a conversation you need to have with Jesus. And maybe there's something new for you to take a hold of and walk out with Jesus to do that thing. And what we do with Jesus doesn't have to be about traveling to Kenya. It can be about greeting our neighbor. It can be about listening to somebody without fixing them. There are many, many things that we can do to be with Jesus in our every ordinary day. And that's one of my favorite things about God, is that he is with us in the ordinary and the extraordinary of our day. Let me pray. Holy Spirit, you're really good at helping us hear you. And I thank you that right now you've been speaking with people. Maybe there's some bit of the story you're trying to show them. Whatever it is that you are speaking to us this morning, Holy Spirit, would you help us hold it? And I pray that you give us that space to process with one another and with you. 
and think about what it is to make a fresh start. Maybe just one day at a time, every morning is a fresh start. Maybe there are fresh starts in different ways, in different seasons of our lives right now. And I thank you, Lord, that we're in a season of making a fresh start as we seek your face for a new minister. And as we pray, Lord, for the person you want to bring to us, that they would be looking for a fresh start in this place. And I thank you for your stories in your word and that they are living and active and relevant for us today. We praise your lovely name, God. Thank you that you are with us, walking with us. Amen.